Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernett. Today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, the Naperville Winds, Brightside Theatre, and the Academy of the Arts. Got the theme? It's an all-art episode. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now from the Naperville Winds is Sean Kelly. Nice to have you with us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. So, okay, the Naperville Winds. This is new. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it's, it, it's very new. Uh, the concept of the Naperville Winds is a, it's a wind ensemble, which means it's basically an orchestra except minus strings. Uh, and so it's very art music based. So uh, we focus more on the classical genre, which for the wind band really started with the early 20th century moving forward. Okay, okay. Now, for those of us who are not as musically inclined, and you say the art music, that just fascinates me, so say more on that. Yeah, I think, I think uh, classical music is more of a, maybe an understandable term for that. So things that are not necessarily jazz or big band or, or, or pop, truly classical music, art music that's written specifically for the wind band genre. makes the Naperville Winds different than a regular band? Yeah, I think, I think that... Do, do we reference it as a band or an orchestra? You know, I think we'd call ourselves a band. Okay. We, 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 we live in that area, I think. Okay. Um, we don't... We, we take our music seriously, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. Okay, all right. <laughs> so I think um, we don't want to... We don't want to... Um, the orchestra, the symphony orchestra is like a very specific genre with their own repertoire, and we have our own repertoire, and it really comes from the history of the band. Okay. So we do embrace that, but... Uh, since the military bands, since marching bands have, have evolved into their own medium, um, the opportunities to do very serious uh, classical or art music in that genre have really developed, especially since the, the mid-20th century. And so there's an entire, um, entire repertoire, entire canon of music out there that um, is very sophisticated, is very complex, uh, requires the utmost amount of musicianship, and that's what we're focusing on. And I think the main difference between us and a community band or a municipal band would be that we are there primarily for the music. Mm -hmm. um, we're there primarily to champion and to advocate for this amazing and burgeoning repertoire that is being, that's currently being developed, that's relatively young and that's taking off a life of its own. Uh, we don't necessarily have the same community obligations uh, or the same like holidays and Fourth of July kind of, mm -hmm. um, kind of programming that the traditional community or municipal band would do, um, which in some ways the visibility of that is wonderful, uh, but, but our mission is very different in that we are focusing on what we consider serious um, art music. Okay. That's our goal. So now, talk a little bit, you're, you're a young organization. Sean, what got you to think, gosh, we should have this right here in Naperville? Great question. Uh, I think, and I, and I work at North Central, I'm in the music department there, and we were trying to think during COVID, we have this opportunity, uh, we, were, we were online only for about a year and a half, and so myself and the other uh, faculty in the music department were trying to figure out, okay, what are we doing that's benefiting our students, and what are we? What can we do to move the needle in a new direction? What can North Central offer? What can we build here in Naperville 
that maybe we haven't tried that's outside the box. And there are some cities out there that are not nearly as big as Chicago that have outstanding art music focused wind bands that are making recordings, that are, are world renowned, that are playing in the best venues that are touring. And we said to ourselves, well, we've got this bevy of musicians in Chicagoland. We have this world-class facility, Wins Concert Hall. We also have an opportunity to allow our musicians, our music majors in North Central to participate in a professional level ensemble. So let's just see what happens. And so it was kind of an idea that cropped out of COVID and it just kind of took off like gangbusters. We knew it was a great idea when it just blew up. We put the idea <laughs> out there into the universe and then people came from all over Chicagoland to be a part of it. Yeah. So there was definitely a need there that was that was needing to be filled. People were waiting. They yes. were just waiting for somebody to give them that opportunity. They really were. There's, there's a, a lot of musicians who, um, they have a lot of training. They have a lot of expertise. And for them, um, a community band setting is not what they're looking for. They want something a little bit more uh, higher level, something mm -hmm. that's going to challenge them. Uh, and we certainly do that. Okay, okay. Now, for again, my lack of education in this area, when you talk about an ensemble, how, how large is the name of a win? So what would that look like yeah. to me if I was to watch it? Well, season, season one, which was just last season, uh, which is August through April for us, uh, we had, I want to say 85, which okay. for year one was far exceeded our expectations. Um, we went into this year thinking, okay, well, it would be great if we can just maintain that number. Uh, but we ended up going uh, up to 95 members and simply because the, the candidates were so outstanding, the auditions were so good that it made no sense to cut people arbitrarily simply to try to get to a target number. So we ended up with more members in year two, uh, but the quality has gone up. The, the, the overall talent level of the pool has still increased even with bigger numbers. So we are in a fantastic spot. Yeah, and I would imagine, uh, you know, when you love something that much, and, and as you said, uh, you, you're taking it as something, it's a skill that you want to continue to evolve, mm -hmm. right? That having more people, you're learning from other people, you're challenging yourself against other people. So I would imagine that does fuel some nice, nice culture within the band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the majority of the membership is music educators. So from all around Chicagoland, from as far away as Wisconsin down to Joliet, Manhattan, Rockford to the city. So people are driving an hour and a half uh, in each way to be a part of the group. So that I think says something about um, not only the, the, the quality of the music we're making, but also the culture that we've built that attracts people and retains them. Yeah, that's a serious commitment. Now, Sean, where do you play? Uh, you, you mentioned Wentz Hall. I'm assuming, is that yes. where you play? Okay. Yes, all of our uh, concerts are going to be at Wentz Concert Hall okay. here in downtown Naperville. Okay, and yeah. uh, tickets open to everybody. We can go to Absolutely. your website to purchase them. Yes, go to the website. There are links there and it shows all of our repertoire and it shows how to purchase tickets for each of our four concerts this season. Okay, and not that you need any more band members, but would the same be true if somebody was like, oh, like, wow, that sounds like exactly what I've been looking for. Oh yeah, yeah. Reach out. Uh, you, you never know. We, we have openings, people have lives, and sometimes life gets in the way and so they have to step out. And so we're always looking to fill spots and always looking for, to uh, to, to see who's out there and who can contribute in whatever way is possible. That's wonderful. Well, we wish you all the best for your second season and uh, very exciting. It's very exciting to it have is. something new in this space, right? Absolutely. Nice to see the arts thriving. Indeed. Thank yes. you so much. If you're interested in learning more about the Naperville Winds or you want to go purchase that ticket, 
please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC. We live in a safe community, but not a crime-free community. If you see something, say something. Be a Naperville Crime Stopper. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. And joining me now from Brightside Theater are Julianne Cornick and Melanie Greenberg. So nice to have you ladies with us. Thank we you. appreciate it. Julianne, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. What is Brightside Theater? Brightside Theater is Naperville's only professional theater company. We perform in the heart of the historic downtown district, performing at uh, on the campus of North Central College. Um, we are celebrating our season 10 again. again. <laughs> um, so a nice little comedic spin. Uh, we did our 10th anniversary season last year, obviously, with a delay with COVID. Um, and we kind of tiptoed back a little bit in to make sure that we could kind of figure out the landscape and uh, successfully uh, kicked off all four of our shows and summer stuff last year. Um, so we just feel like this is the true celebration year that we can really kick off and celebrate our anniversary. So we're going to skip 11 and yeah, we're just going to do go. season 10 again. 11 very underrated. <laughs> who, who needs number 11, exactly. right? <laughs> Melanie, what have you got coming up in this season? We have a really exciting 10 again season this year. We're starting with the play She Loves Me. It's a musical and it's based on the original play that was the inspiration for Shop Around the Corner and the film You've Got Mail. So it's a lovely love story, romantic comedy. That's gonna be opening in October. We have the concert production of City of Angels, a noir detective thriller. It's a Tony Award winning musical that will be as a concert. Then we have Neil Simon's the Odd Couple. I cannot <laughs> wait to see that play again. It's going to be amazing. That's coming in the spring, and we're ending our series with possibly the best musical of all time, Gypsy. Oh, so yeah. it's really going to be an amazing season, and we hope everybody um, will subscribe to the whole season because it's really going to be an amazing series of concerts and plays and musicals. Well, what I find fascinating is you've got such a diversity in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not along a theme. I mean, you're everything from comedy to noir to musical. That's exciting. Yeah. Right, it is. It's a, I, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Cass, our artistic director, always works to balance out the entire season. And while our name is Brightside and we tend towards the lighter side uh, kind of comedies and musicals, you know, there's a little, like you say, there's a little bit of darkness in there too. So, and especially um, Gypsy, that's got a lot of angst and, and emotion and oh, high drama, <laughs> high yeah. drama. So I'm looking forward to this season. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's start and talk a little bit about the first show, shall we? Uh, she yeah. Loves Me, which, you know, so interesting. I loved the whole background on that and how you mm -hmm. got to that. So tell me a little bit about that production, Julie. Yeah, She Loves Me is 
they, what they actually say is the most charming musical ever written. So it's interesting that it's been coined that. Um, and it is a lovely love story, and it's a musical comedy piece. Um, it has um, really been a piece for us that kind of just looks at the inner soul and all the things that we love about love and that we hope to find in our lives and kind of the stumbles and the fumbles along the way and how we get there. The music is just glorious. Um, it is also written by the same team as Fiddler on the Roof. I so, didn't know that. That's um, very interesting. It's also a show that is not necessarily produced as often. Uh, there was a very uh, big revival uh, with uh, Laura Bonatti, and uh, that was back in the mid-2010s. Uh, but just people don't do it quite as often because it's not just as well known. So we are taking kind of this beautiful love story and bringing it to our stage. Yeah, now, okay, what was the inspiration for that with Jeffrey? <laughs> um, you know, a little bit is um, the type of characters that they are um, and the type of music that it is. It's a little bit more of a legitimate um, Broadway musical um, instead of a big belting piece they're they're more legitimate sopranos and tenors that sing throughout the show so it tells a little bit different where Gypsy on the other hand is gonna be really big and brassy and everything you think about Broadway with the big lights and this is a little just a bit more charming and really endearing to the heart I love that I love that well let's talk a little bit Melanie about the youth project because that was something that you really put a lot of time and energy into it so tell me a little bit about the youth project for this year? So the Youth Project is how I became involved with Brightside Theatre because my son was in the very first <laughs> um, Youth Project production, Alice in Wonderland, some years back. <laughs> this year they're doing Sister Act Junior. Oh, so nice. what's really fun is everyone's familiar with the Whoopi Goldberg musical um, movie and this is going to be charming. We know about, you know, the the woman in the witness protection and she's put in a convent and she teaches the choir how to jazz things up a little bit. So it's going to be um, wonderful. The, the, there's a lot of these plays and musicals that are made in a shorter junior version so that kids can do it and the, they're about an hour or 45 minutes long so it's a nice um, length for the kids to be able to do. The kids are um, trained with professionals to um, help them with the music direction, with the choreography, mm -hmm. and it's a really great learning experience for the kids. So we will be opening auditions later this year for the kids, but everyone has a place in the chorus, and it's just a wonderful experience, and I can say that as a mother who had a child that went through many seasons of the Youth Project, I highly recommend, and this is gonna be a really fun one. Yeah, and I think what's really interesting, I mean, you just made me think about that when you talked about it being a junior version, because we think about, like, mm -hmm. in sports, we have, you know, smaller rackets or different oh, length yes. pitch or whatever it might be, and I love the fact that you talk about that, that we've made it child size, that yes. it's doable, right. it's achievable. That's fantastic. Right. right, it's not too long for them, all of the memorization and all the songs and the choreography that they have to learn. And we've done a number of, of Disney ones are also the, you know, just this mm -hmm. summer we did The Lion King Jr. as our summer camp uh, musical um, just for kids. So again, a shorter version of the very familiar um, movie and musical for the kids to be able to do in a kid size portion. And like not that. just for the kids on stage, but for those that we're targeting to be able to come to see exactly. theater. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, you know, we always ask who who's 
first live production are they seeing? And that is ours. So um, very special to us. We did last year, and so we are bringing back. We will have one performance that is specific for um, audio described um, and a touch tour prior for those who have low vision or who are blind. And we will have an ASL interpreted production as well. That's awesome. Very inclusive. I like yes. that. Um, as we're sort of wrapping up here, Julie, talk a little bit, because one of the things that came out of COVID for mm -hmm. you was your summer in the park. Yes. Uh, are you bringing that back for 2023? Yes, we are. So uh, this will be our third time doing our free summers in the park program. So we are looking to, to bring that back. Um, with a little bit of an Angeloid Weber theme. We'll okay. kind of tease you a little bit that. And, um, and then we will do, once again uh, bring back our program for the kids to do a two-week uh, camp. So we kind of condense everything that we do in that spring program and bring them that opportunity in the summertime to do a quick production with us as well too. So they get to do the same show in a two-week time frame. We've performed outdoors, which we hope to do, and then family and friends can come see that show free of charge. Nice, nice. So it's a great way to get started. Yes. Take it for a test drive. Take the tires <laughs> a little bit, right? Absolutely. Yeah, wonderful. The summer uh, concert series was really, I view, one of the silver linings of the pandemic. Yes. We always wanted to partner with the Naperville Park District, and they were looking for free outdoor programs that they could offer during the pandemic. And it's really been a wonderful partnership between us. And it's delightful. We're offering these free concerts. It's a glorious hour of Broadway music. And we've had really great crowds that have come out to see the concerts. And, and we'll be able to do it both in the South Naperville. That's kind of a new thing. There's a new pavilion down there yes. next to the Naperville yes. 95th Street Library. And so we have used that stage as well as near the Carillon to put on our concerts. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. Partnerships is something that really did grow out of the pandemic. Yes, so. absolutely. Well, listen, thank you so much for stopping thank by. You. We so appreciate it. We wish you all the best with your next season. Thanks. And we know it's going to be great. To find out more about the Brightside Theater, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth, since 1868. Member FDIC. We all have a story to share, stories others can relate to, whether moments of sorrow or of hope and inspiration, whether a story of struggle or a moment of victory. Every little moment captured and shared helps us to feel more informed, helps us to feel more engaged with and connected to the community we all call home. Every little moment captured and shared adds up to something greater. For us, that something is the collective story of Naperville, a city rich in its volunteer spirit its diversity, its traditions and celebrations, and so much more. In Naperville, there are so many stories worth sharing. And for the past 35 years, it's been our honor to tell those stories and share them with you.
Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from the Academy of the Arts is Dylan Ladd. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's nice. This is our first time, so I'm excited to chat to you a little bit. Um, let's start with that. What what was the impetus for the Academy of the Arts? How did it get started? Yeah, so I, um, I was a teacher before doing this project. I was a music teacher, um, and when I was a kid, what always drove me to want to continue pursuing in the arts was connecting with people that were professionals in that industry. Um, and I took that into my teaching, and that was something that um, I loved, was bringing professionals from the outside world into the classroom and really giving my students kind of that connection to the real world of the arts uh, industry. Um, and when, he, uh, when I was teaching, I realized I really wanted to create something more that was focused for kids that saw a career or a pathway in the arts uh, or were just really passionate about it and maybe weren't getting the experience they wanted in a traditional school setting. Um, two of my really great mentors from when I was teaching um, both had a similar dream and we realized one night over dinner we had all three of us wanted to start our own art school one day. So. That's kind of where all of this started. Um, you know, we, we talked about it. Um, when the pandemic hit, we sat down and started writing ideas down because we had a little bit more time to dream. Um, and from that point, it just took off. That's wonderful. That's yeah. exciting, yeah, right? Thank yeah, you. and it's exciting when other people are kind of in that same space with you. Absolutely. So why Naperville? How did you end up here? Yeah, so we actually, as a team, none of us really had Naperville on our radar when we first were doing this. Um, we didn't care where we put the school. We just wanted to put it somewhere where it would be needed and where it would be well received. Um, so with the first grant we got as a nonprofit, we uh, went and hired a private school consulting firm that works with a lot of the big art schools around the country. They work with Interlochen and they work with Chicago Academy for the Arts and Walnut Hill. and. Um, Working with them, we said, can you help us identify the need and the location? Um, and the result from that study came back with Naperville actually as the number one city in the entire state of Illinois and in Wisconsin um, that could really thrive with having an art school there. That's wonderful. That's yeah. so great. I, I love that you immediately got to the strategy of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's so interesting when um, you have a dream, you have lots of experience in a certain area, but then you get the business plan that goes with it. Absolutely. Yeah, that was really important to us because we were all educators, right? We didn't have the background on, you know, how do you start a school? How do you build something like this, a business from the, uh, from the start? And so we were really fortunate to find experts that have experience with it, and they've kind of been with us this whole journey. Okay. Now, You've started, mm -hmm. you're still new, but what has the reception been? It's been great. Um, you know, we spent probably the first year just getting to know the Naperville community, calling all of the different arts organizations here, talking with teachers, talking with leaders in the community, and just saying, you know, here's our idea. We want to become a partner with the community. We don't want to create something that already exists, um, but instead we want to create access uh, for the kids that want to go to an art school and don't want to commute a 30 mile commute into the city of Chicago for that type of thing. Um, um, and, and we've been very fortunate. Uh, the city has been really supportive of us. Um, we've had some events already, which has been great. Um, we did a benefit concert back in February, uh, a night of Broadway, where we brought in uh, six Broadway stars to Wentz Hall, and uh, we had a, a uh, what was it, 20-piece orchestra with us, and it was just a beautiful night, and it was very well received from the community. We had a lot of people there, um, and the momentum has kind of taken off since then. So. Okay. Now, for those of us who, you know, clearly are not good in the arts, that would be me. <laughs> um, how exactly, like, describe how an, uh, an academy for the arts, how is that different than me going to a, a regular public school or even a private school? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'll, 
what's different about it is that the focus is on the arts. So a lot of times what we see in public schools is the arts are kind of that side, uh, that extra thing that you can do. Maybe you get one class a day in it if you're really lucky, um, and maybe you have some after school programs in it. But with an academy that really focuses on the arts, the difference is that students come in knowing kind of where their interest lies. Are they a vocal music student? Are they a visual art person, a musical theater student? Um, and what we do is we give them all of their academic classes. We integrate the arts into those pieces too. So students are maybe in a math class having a math lesson, but also integrating some core concepts and ideas from theater or from music. Um, so they have that piece, which then helps them thrive in their core academic pieces. Um, but then we have more arts in their day. So they might have three or four arts classes in a day that really specialize what they want to do, different from traditional school where they might have that one. Okay, and so um, this is fascinating. So as they go through that, the, the graduation, and is this high school only? So we started our vision, um, and it was going to be a middle school and high school program. Uh, when we came to Naperville, part of the research we got was that there were a lot of younger students that might be interested in it too. And we had never really talked about elementary. So what we're really working on right now is determining what grade levels we're going to open our doors with. Um, and that first class will be a fall of 24. Okay, okay, yeah. so you've got some runway. I love that you're yeah. still looking and examining what that might look like. And, and where will you be located? So right now, that's still part of the process. So okay. the classes that we're doing right now, um, we did uh, some summer camps over the summer where we brought in some big name Broadway professionals to work with students. Um, and for that event, we uh, have been very uh, grateful. The, the Calamos family has been a huge supporter of what we're doing. And they've given us some space at CityGate to be able to host classes and camps and all other things uh, that we've do, uh, kind of done. Um, now moving forward, we're leasing out some smaller spaces for programs that last about 10 weeks in dance, music, and art. Um, but we're working right now on trying to find a permanent space. Okay, yeah. okay. And uh, so that would be exciting. And yeah. So, so there's a lot more to come, right? Absolutely. You know, it's really been building blocks. So first it was, you know, kind of the awareness events in the community. We added the camps. Now we're doing the regular after school programs and then the day school will come uh, hopefully in the next year or two. Okay. You said maybe opening in the fall of 20... 24? Yes, 2024 okay. is uh, 2024. when we're looking at having our first class of students. Okay, and is that, you know, so if I'm going to an art school, is that something that I have to sort of, if you will, try out for? Yes. Okay, so, so walk uh, us through yeah. that process, because, you know, I mean, normally you just go to school, right? right. That's, you know, maybe if you go to a private school, you might have to take some exams for that. How does it work for an arts academy? Yeah, that's a great question, um, and that's part of what we're still working on figuring out is specifically what the criteria is, um, but we do know there will be an audition process where students will be able to show us kind of where their skills are at the time of coming in, in all of those arts areas. Um, that's our primary focus. Unlike a regular uh, private school, you might uh, look at uh, kind of academics or maybe some behavior or some other things in part of the school day. But our big entrance criteria is gonna be around where are they as young artists? Uh, but that doesn't mean that they're coming in already at the top of their game. We're not always looking for the best dancers and the best artists and the best singers. Uh, we're looking for people that kind of show that aptitude at a young age where we can really see raw talent and that we know we can bring them to that next level. Okay, with the goal for those students when they graduate of moving into a professional career in the arts. Exactly, yeah. What we kind of see is uh, kind of two pockets of students. Some will leave us and just have really, really well 
uh, rounded understanding of the arts and go into the world and go into business or go into finance or something else, but really have that art uh, focus in the, inside of them. Uh, but we also want students that leave us that see a path and a career in the arts to be at the top of their game when they're auditioning for colleges and trying to uh, get into those top arts programs, or perhaps some of them are even ready to enter the industry. Okay, and just sort of final questions. So as you think about staff, mm -hmm. Uh, obviously you've got people that are teaching that would obviously need to be experts in the arts but right. you know when you get around those core curricula pieces mm -hmm. is that is that like a staff that's aligned mm -hmm. how does that work from a staffing perspective yeah that's a great question um, you know we're really looking at first of all making sure that our academics are very high level that's a big part of our mission having high level academics and arts making them equal um, and with that comes making sure our teachers are really well qualified that we're bringing in teachers for those academic Areas that are the same types of teachers you'd have at some of the great schools here in this community um, and so you know we're looking at people that yes check those boxes as great teachers and really understand their area but we're also looking for people that understand the arts so they don't necessarily have to be you know singing in the choir and teaching math you know be that same person uh, but what we will be looking for is somebody who really loves the arts or really loves to go see concerts or loves to go to the art museum but then they're also an expert in math reading language arts, social studies, and science. Okay, so, yeah. so they've got to have some appreciation. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Dylan, thank you so much for coming by of and course. for sharing, you know, kind of what started it and where you're going, and we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And for more information about the Academy of the Arts, please go and visit their website. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organization featured on this episode, please visit our website at nctv17.org. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.